You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. It's uh, Christmas time. Are you going to sing a Christmas song? Me? Yes. I'm unprepared. No, sing, sing it. Sing it. Um, do they know it's Christmas time at all? There you go. <laughs> Is that a Christmas song, technically? It's like a charity Christmas yeah. song. <laughs> Some people be like, what the hell is that? It's, That's from our day. It's, it's, uh, is that the song where there's no snow in Africa or whatever, yeah? I think I, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, so uh, let me change that, let me change that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Frosty the snowman was a happy jolly soul With a corncob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal no Hollywood. <laughs> okay, we, we hey, you asked for it. <laughs> that was enough. I was suffering towards the end. Okay. Oh. It's Tuesday, December the 22nd. Only two days till Christmas. Is that right? Three. Well, I count Christmas Eve as Christmas. Oh, really? Yes. This is news to me because every year for ten freaking years... No, I, I'm you not don't allowed give to open a present day. because oh, it's not so. You're totally you don't give you're changing the game, Eve. and I don't appreciate it. No, you're getting a present. You said to deal with it. I won't be opening it. Yes, you okay. will. We've discussed it every year. What I'm saying is, you don't give presents on Christmas Eve. All the listeners know that. Oh, I'm sure that if anybody have ever nobody been, ever, nobody if, if anyone's ever been motivated to send you feedback, it's got to be now and tell him to get off his freaking high Christmas horse. And, and how many? Uh, sometimes we how get many families? How many families wake the children up at midnight to open the gifts? None. Oh, that is not true. A lot of families will. I've never known that in my life. How many movies have you seen where the family opens the? Presents at Christmas. And at movies are definitely a measure of real life, right? Traditional, yes. Right? Well, there'd be a measure of tradition. Oh, right. Of course. And it's always Christmas morning when they open the presents. I didn't realize this was where you got your tradition. Well, In my family, Christmas Eve was the Christmas. Very rarely did we open packages on Christmas. Very rarely. In fact, we did grandma, grandma, and our house, either our house early or our house right at, in the evening late, so that the next day my mom could cook our dinner and we could all relax and enjoy our presents and chit-chat, and that was that. So if you think your tradition is premier over everyone else's because you don't open packages till Christmas, you are mistaken. <laughs> I, th- I think most people open them on Christmas morning. Who cares what most people do? Some uh, people that don't. was my point. That was my point. That most people. No, open you them. said you don't open packages I don't, on no. Christmas Eve. No. I don't mean you. You said definitively. Most people do don't. not. Most open people pre- don't. I bet that it. isn't true. In fact, uh, we will nope. have a we'll have a survey. I bet you're wrong. I bet most people I ask will say they open them on Christmas morning. I bet not everyone. I bet most people do not open all their packages on Christmas. When do they open them? Easter. Christmas Eve. We did ours Saves this, this weekend, right? No, we did because that was like a thing. Like, wait, wait. Yeah, and like, a lot of people do. That. I mean, people in the homes with the children probably open them on Christmas morning. I am not wrong. I didn't say you're wrong, but you're saying but, that's all they do, and no one ever gets packed. I'm not on wrong. Christmas Eve. End of this one. <laughs> you are. I wrong. am right. You are actually wrong. Um, and all my uh, listeners will back me up. Thank you. So, uh, in the Christmas spirit of arguing, 
Uh, <laughs> this, this is an is, argument because I'm right. There you go. And you're just you're going along for the ride. Telling me it's not an argument when it is. <laughs> okay, so it's uh, after the show number 101, Tuesday, December the 22nd, 2009. And uh, we're going to be looking at the movie, which is actually interesting because uh, this movie is released today. Uh, awesome. Which Tuesday. So you can go out and buy this as a late. Unless Christmas. you're listening to this tomorrow. And then it was released yesterday. Yes. Tuesday, it's, it's released today. Tuesday, okay. December the 22nd. Just in time for the holidays. Dun, 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 with a little sparkle <laughs> in your <Yeah>. teeth. <laughs> so um, it's Extract. We wa- we're looking at the Blu-ray edition. Uh, it's a 2009 movie. It's released on Blu-ray today and DVD. And it's from our friends at Miramax and Disney. And you're going to tell us what this one is all about. It is about a, a man who owns... Uh, a little factory where they make different types of extract, which he kind of sort of didn't invent extract, but invented a new formula, which isn't really a big deal. And um, kind of focuses on that, the aspect of owning a business. In the meantime, he's having problems. Uh, he and his wife are not, um, <clears throat> they're not, what do you say, cozy. They're not getting close. They're not screwing uh, at hardly at all anymore. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and that's stressing him out, and that leads him to a plan and another thing in order to possibly maybe hook up with another chick. And in the meantime, you've got, like, criminals at work and lawyers and a, a workplace accident and some comedy and Ben Affleck. And Mike Judge. And that's it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, Ke- and Ben Affleck and that's and it. Gene and Simmons. a wig. And a, more than one wig. And Gene probably. Simmons probably with a wig as well. Yeah. So... This is the latest movie by... How would you qualify? How, how would you genreize it? Comedy. Just comedy? Workplace comedy. <laughs> is, that a new, is that a new genre? I think so. Yeah, so um, it's by Mike Judge, the director of writer of Office Space, which is a beloved movie to beloved. me and to a lot of people. Um, but as Mike Judge said, a flop at the time, but went on to be really successful on uh, home video. Um, now this is... Home video. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to say Blu-ray. What decade because, are you living in? Because back when Office Space came out, it probably wasn't out on Blu-ray. And it probably wasn't out on VHS either. It probably was. Yeah, I would say so. I'm just arguing with yeah. you again. It would have been on VHS. Was it? When was it? I don't oh, think it was that long ago. The 90s? Was it? Yeah, I think so. Mm. So if it was the 90s, it would have been on VHS. Right, you're right. Um, oh, God. That was, that was the home video of the time. <laughs> Then that fancy fa- fancy uh, DVD came out. DVD crap. Yeah. So, yeah, it's Mike Judge, um, as, as the advertising likes to say, um, like he's returning to the workplace because he did Idiocracy as well, which I really <gasps> love too. Really? It wasn't a workplace. No, movie. but oh my God. Um, so. Classic. This one is takes place in a factory. I've never worked in a factory. I don't know about you. Um... No. I've known people who have worked in factories, mm-hmm. and I get the feeling this is quite near to how a factory is, apart from it not being quite as zany. It's not it? focused on the workplace as much as office, spa- office space. That's just... The printer is talking to <laughs> That's us. the laser printer uh, cooling down. Um, it's not as focused on the workplace as a, as a thing, as a culture, as much as office space now, was. Now... Actually, um, I think when you come at it from the point of view of the owner of the factory, it's, you get a whole different perspective than 
as the main character being, I mean, you've got main characters talking and chatting and things going on in the workplace. It's just not the same as... Now, actually, if there was something wrong with this movie, you know, I'm saying if there's something wrong with this movie, I would have preferred less of the peripheral story that they happen to write into this and more of just in the workplace. And completely agree. Yeah, so because I believe, like, some of the peripheral story is just a bit... It's just a bit, like... I would have rather had another ten minutes of the actual production line. Yeah, you could have. You could have trimmed a lot of minutes from the moments of the personal story. A lot of, and still got the same effect. Yeah. And put that back in. But then, like I said, we're coming at it... He's coming at it from the owner's point of view. Who is removed from yeah. the action? He comes in. Not- I mean, you see little bits and pieces, but then he steps in, blah, blah, blah. He takes off, and then the story is about his life. So it's it is that. So if you would take if he was just a worker there, maybe you know, just yeah. a different perspective. Like Office Space was from the perspective of the the main the three downtrodden dudes. guys yeah. who actually worked there and had to take the shit into the stick all the time. And while the owner guy has to deal with his own problems, obviously being an owner of a small fort factory isn't easy. But no, no. it's still it's, different. It's removed because he drives his seven series BMW. Correct. As he gets to go home to his big house with his yeah. pool and all that stuff. Whereas. Then, then what you're seeing with the workers is just they're like what'd you say like a folly kind of like just a little side thing yeah there's there's less attention paid to them more attention paid to some love mm-hmm. um, well uh, relationship stories that relationship, I could have yeah. I could have done with less of is what I'm saying yeah because in office space you get the complete story of the romance going yeah you on do you without get, any yeah. you know without losing any of the office space. Now, I'm not saying I didn't like this film, because I actually quite liked it. I don't get the feeling... I, I, it's not a repeat viewing movie for me, because I felt like I got what I what what it had to give in the first time, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's fairly... You know, like, office space is kind of clever, and the second time you watch it, you pick up on some more things, and it's, it's a repeat viewing movie. I don't think this one is. I, I can't... It just seems a bit more simple, the plot. And I feel like that plot, there's a relationship plot in here. Um, it's just a bit... It doesn't really go anywhere, particularly. And the 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 plot with this, the con girl or whatever, mm-hmm. I didn't think that was particularly interesting. Yeah, I could have done with that one, out that completely. Yeah, if that wasn't in the... just relationship story. If, yeah, if the she wasn't in there at all, it wouldn't really... It wouldn't matter. Yeah, because if you could just focus on their marriage and think of, and focus on the little quirky thing and the neighbor, keep the neighbor. Yeah, I mean that's very funny. Annoying, and focus just on what it's like to be married to somebody for several years, and the sex is gone, and the kind of like blah has set in. I'm sure nobody involved in, in listening to or doing the show has any idea what that's like. But I'm just saying, <laughs> focus on that and get rid of the con girl or the lawyer thing. Well, I that. even think focus less on that and more on just, like, characters who work in a place. And even, you know, even just a day... I'd prefer to see a whole day at work in this place because you're going to get interesting scenarios. Of the like, different characters. Like Clerks, and... for instance. Mm. Like, Clerks is just a day at work in mm. a place with the characters. Kind of. Some stuff goes down, but you could do that with a work because this is an interesting workplace, in my opinion. Very. Like we saw something on the extras that Mike Judge is fascinated with, like 
the show uh, unwrapped, mm-hmm. it, where it sh- where it shows you how something is made or you know a production line. Now this is a fascinating, you know, because it's kind of a boring thing to make. Like it's it's um, walnut extract. It says on the back here, but I think it was there it was, was different types. Yeah. But it's it's like vanilla extract bottles of it going down a conveyor belt. You know, being packed basically, mm-hmm. made from and packed. Yeah. Um, so it's an interesting, an interesting mundane environment. Let's say. So what makes that workplace interesting, obviously, are the people, and it's the same set of people. In yeah. every workplace. Yeah, and, and you'll, really you will recognize them. Oh, entirely. He I mean, said it's, it's specific to factory, but it isn't. No, it isn't. Oh, no, no, no. You, know, you know the... The bitchy lady who Very specifically, about that lady. There's a lady on the line. Who, who says, if they ain't doing their job, I ain't doing my job. I've, See, I'm not doing it. Like, that kind of thing. If you work in a Walmart, there's a lady like that. Of course. If you work in an office, there's a there's lady like the, that. There's the... Uh, there's like a... The little rock and roll guy who's got yeah, a Yeah, young dude who's into something else. He's into music and stuff and he's just there to make his money and but he, you know, the, everybody implants their own. And that's own. about it. I mean, you got the guy who gets in the accident. You've got them kind you've of got a, sort you've of You've got a Mexican guy. You've got them sort of, not picking on, but she gets real bitchy that the new temps and stuff she claims they're stealing from her and they're not doing their job. But not in like it's never a, it's just that's how she she complains about everybody and that's it there's no other I mean you've got his assistant manager guy or his manager J.K. Uh-huh. what's yeah. his name is yeah. I think it's like J.K. Rollins from that's Sp- not right from Spider-Man <laughs> she wrote Harry Potter and he is exactly like a line boss that I you know like he doesn't give a shit about anybody no. doesn't know anybody's names what do you call him Dinkle or Dinkum or something Dinkum I think no no called everybody the same thing just one word for, yeah. <laughs> for everybody <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. You don't, have to, you don't even have to remember Jason Bateman says, look, you call everybody. I have no idea who you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it has more... I actually found it enjoyable overall. But for me, and I don't know if it's the same for you, it was just missing something yes. else. The uh, magic little thing where you go... Like, I'm, I was thinking back to uh, Adventureland, for instance. It's like... I know it's not... It, well, it's similar. It's yeah, a yeah. work... They work. They're at work, and it's a the culture of that place. But there's something magical that goes into something that Adventureland had for me. I don't know what it was—a mixture of the period, the music, some of the clever stuff that they were coming at, and the relationship stuff. At the end of it, I had a warm feeling to it. Whereas at the end of Extract, I had a feeling of like, okay. Yeah, you know what? It didn't give us enough time. It was short, too. Very short. Yeah. I said to you, well, how long was that on? I just felt like it I was I mean, over. we didn't get enough time indivi- with that, with those people in that place to identify. It was more like um, real 2D versions of every everybody. Yeah. Whereas Office Space, even there, they're pretty superficial, and yet there's a lot of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It feels like there's a lot. Maybe if I go back and look, there isn't. But, but I feel like at the end of Office Space, I, the main guy, I... Got his struggle and I got sure. his whole thing. Where I f- Jason Bateman is the best thing about this movie. Oh, he's fantastic! I he's mean, unbelievably to me. There's the little tingle in my. I mean, there are good people. I love watching. Him. I mean, I it's not. Have. It's not a bad cast in general, but um, Jason Bateman. I, I, I feel. I felt like he was that guy. He's I, fantastic. It, it was. He portrays it with this some humor, but and it's, it's a lot of. A, it's kind of a straight man to everybody else almost. Another thing you don't get is, you know, in Office Space, I'm not trying to compare them constantly, but the thing that might feel like it's missing is that 
they also did that little side element of her working in a chain restaurant. So you have, and it's brief. It's just like a couple yeah, but that's of scenes. one of some of the funniest. Oh stuff, my the god! Flare. And you instantly yeah. identify with the flare thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you, even when you get something like that, it doesn't take up a lot of time, but it's real satisfying, really satisfying, and it seems bigger than it is. And there's a lot of those. His neighbor in office space is the kind of stonery guy. Hey, similar. Yeah, I mean... Always can hear what you're saying and kind of irritating him, but not really kind of thing. Yeah, and there's definite similarities between... You can fit... Mike Judge has a point of view that comes across in both movies. I just feel like the main plot of Extract that they used, the, you know, the the relationship thing, it almost... it, It felt to me like they were towards the end running out of things to fill this fill this movie up with and then when you're thinking about a movie about the workplace the actual workplace if you think about it the last I would say you know third act for instance it didn't matter that the workplace because they didn't use it like it, it, it pretty much you've seen everything you've got to see in the plant in the first well, half an hour. Actually. And you're kind of longing for it. Some I was more. waiting for. It. I wanted to just see them like doing funny stuff. Like, I mean, like the lady saying, you know, if that person's hanging me up, I'm just not going to do anything and cross her arms, and then all the the whole line. You want to see it to... again? No, I, that was a fun moment for oh, me. Oh yeah, so yeah. There's tons of moments that you could do in a place like that. You know, uh, what was that one we saw where they worked in a restaurant? Everybody worked in a restaurant waiting. That was bad. Now, but no, waiting. It was called. Yeah, it was really now, bad. No, just let me say it. It was pretty. It was a bad, bad movie. But even that one, I felt like I was in the place, and I felt like there was enough scenarios that I could kind of uh, relate to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've not. I've worked in not that kind of restaurant, but I've worked in a restaurant, and those are the kind of things that yeah. happen because people are people. Yeah, that's they? the problem because we haven't worked in a, in a factory. It didn't seem as. But I've never worked in an office either, so. I mean, I'm not. I'm True. Not, I've worked. But you've worked in a workplace. You've worked in a big store. Yeah, where which you is similar, made. I guess. Yeah. There again, I've never seen a movie retail. about working in retail. Uh, not true. Close. The one about the big superstore. That wasn't bad. With the guy that you don't like, yeah, but you I, liked him better. You know what? That was actually um, what was that? kind of funny with Jessica Simpson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dane Cook and Jessica Simpson. Yeah. Not exactly the no, best guy. No, it wasn't, the gra- it wasn't a, a great was, movie, but it was something fun about it. And it tapped into and more that of the guy from, workplace, yeah. Yeah, and there's something fun about that, because I definitely related to it. I was like, because they built like a little den up on top of the... Uh, <laughs> In the remember? middle of all the big piles yeah. and stuff. So yeah, even that had some funny moments. But yeah, I'm not saying Extract is a bad movie. No. I'm saying it's definitely worth a watch if you like comedy, especially if you like this kind and of... And I comedy. really like Ben Affleck, but that entire character and that entire... S- thing other than the fact that he kind of spurns on bit, bits and pieces it could all it doesn't need to it, it was just it was like fun. tagged on but it wasn't yeah. I mean it was fun there was some funny lines from Affleck I thought sure sure um, it just I, took and it's an amusing time. character but I felt like I've seen that character a million times in other things you know it's I just, felt like they wanted to use a lot of those scenes with lots of dialogue because it's Jason Bateman and Ben Affleck and not because it's moving things along yeah, do you and know it, and like, it has a, the, you know Mike Judge is another one who does like a, seems to do improvised like, and we love dialogue yeah but it didn't seem to go no I, I don't even think even this movie like we said it felt short and it was 91 minutes 
which isn't particularly short. No. It's an hour and a half. But um, there wasn't super long dialogue scenes, but there was nothing totally memorable. Like, there was no scene where I was blown away by I mean, I remember more Jason Bateman's reactions, which is mostly him reacting to someone saying weird shit to him, and he his reactions I remember. Yeah. But there's not that sting of good... But then again, that's not... I don't know. But there again, it's not a bad comedy, because I prefer to watch a comedy like this, which is has actually got a bit of, you know, realism to it, or like... I'm not saying it's real, but like a... Uh, Rather than the screwball-y things yeah. that you could... I, I just... They, they kind of drive me crazy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the American Pies and the, that kind of stuff. I'd rather watch more of these kind, but this one, I don't know. It's really hard to say. I was watching it, and when I'd finished watching it, I don't know if I was expecting, like, a lot. I wasn't expecting a lot, actually, because I thought to myself yesterday, okay, Office Space, that's probably one of the best comedies I mean I could sit and watch it now like it's sure it's that kind of movie so this won't never be as good as that well that's not a very good thing to think well I always think that with something <laughs> like you know when I watch a new sci-fi film my benchmark is like Star Wars right I love Star Wars and there are a lot of movies better than Star Wars not for me though. <laughs> not no I mean not for me not the feeling I got yeah, yeah. the whole you know to try that's and, separate from the quality yeah of it's the like movie. a it's personal thing too, yeah. isn't it so you know, I wasn't let down, but I, I felt, I felt like it. You know, when as we say some films are too long, I felt like this one was too short. I felt like people needed rounding out. More. Yes, and more of the workplace. And then, I, then I thought to myself, well, there's probably fifty minutes of deleted scenes when we get. <laughs> no, there wasn't that either. Thirty-seven so. seconds. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that wasn't the thing either. It was just brief. I feel. Yeah, I feel like you're right. Like maybe they cut it too much. And yeah. so there are going to be some gems of... of exten- but there wasn't anything. No. In fact, the extended scenes were all dialogue between Jason Bateman and Affleck. But, having said some of that negative stuff, <laughs> it does have some really... I, I was trying to say... I was going to say hilarious, but not hilarious. Like, very pointed out... Like, you know a person mm-hmm. like this, you know a person... And everybody will. And what's the, the guy from Anchorman? Mm-hmm. The neighbor. The neighbor. That's one of the most yeah standout knows a memory like things you can possibly or have met a guy like that. Yeah. It's really anyway, hard to deal. He's with. super. Um, <laughs> okay, like he doesn't uh, listen to you when you say, "Oh, I gotta go. I'm in a hurry. I'm in a hurry." And he just keeps on talking yeah. and talking, and you're like, "The rah. yeah." It's really strange. Anyway, so in the marriage thing, I like the. If I'm not home by 8 o'clock, she gets the sweatpants on and that's it. And you're done. And then there's sort of the tension between them. But even that's not kind of gone through enough. Because they don't, they don't even give you like a... Um, at the beginning when you first meet his wife. You don't really get a sense of... Apart from the fact that he doesn't have sex with her anymore. And that's all you get. Like You don't really get a sense of them together. Well, I think that happens through the movie. Without yeah. them ever even being together, you get you get that you get it. He's worked a lot over the last couple of years. She works from home, and she's completely bored with what she does. And there's just a big. He said it's a brother sister marriage. You know, yeah. <laughs> like like we're just sort of passing in the uh, in the hallway kind of thing. But I just think it's like maybe development of the characters. But there again, like if you develop the characters loads, maybe it would be boring. 
Mm. Like maybe they but didn't. You develop them while you're doing. You know, I don't know. I thought it was really funny, and there are a lot of people I know personally who would find it really funny and satisfying. I think we're just being overly particular. No, because I was because it's quality. It's yeah, the same quality. It's just not got that. Yeah, I don't, you can't even say it. That's what I was saying. Like, when I watched Adventureland, this a magical thing. You can't even quantify it. It's just something, everything together comes together and you feel a certain way. Well, this... Everything's movie, there. All the elements are there. Everybody's good. Every yeah. single person is funny or does a good job of what the characters they've got. But the then at the end of cool. it, I was like, okay, I, I get what I saw and... <laughs> I'm moving on now, like... Yeah. Um, will I revisit it? Possibly not, you know what I'm saying? That's that's what I was getting at. Uh, so, let's move on to the cast. We've got Jason Bateman as Joel, who's the owner of this extract company. Um, owner slash manager, I guess. Uh, no, just owner. Because oh, yeah. the other guy's the manager. Um, definitely the best thing about the movie, in my opinion. I, I like watching him. I'm, and I've, you know... Everybody says you should watch Arrested Development. You should watch Arrested Development. It's the best thing ever with him in it. And I've never seen an episode. So maybe we should watch that one. Uh, no, you know what? I, I really, really like him. I don't need a whole TV series full of him. Mm. Because it would take away, to me, of what I like about him in the few movies I've seen And he pops up in movies. Yeah. yeah, and I haven't seen him in a lot of movies. I couldn't name ten movies that I've seen him in. So well, We might watch him in Arrested Development and go, Oh, that's the same guy he plays in... Uh, Extract, yeah. you know what I mean? So I like to just, you know... So yeah, he's the star of the show and Jason Bateman. He's fantastic. Then you've got... I uh, feel like he smells really good. Not just because he works in an extract plant. just get the feeling he smelled really good. Well, he might, he might, I don't know what he it might is. smell a poo. He might not wipe his bum properly. No, I think he's well kept. And that character or him or something, I just think it must smell good in there. So then next on the lift, I've got Clifton Collins Jr. as uh, Step Wilkerson. Um, now this is... Uh, He's kind of a main plot point, yet he's not in it a ton. Yeah. Um, which is weird. But um, you'll know his face, but you won't know what you know him from. And then I went and looked on his list on IMDb. He's been in like 80, 87 things. There's only about two things I knew him from, but... Um, Never like a leading role. No. But, you know, he's good in this. And yeah. The one action scene there is, <laughs> he's involved in. Um because, yeah, this is no action movie. Even though I actually kind of liked that scene, brief as it was. Yeah, yeah. It was well set up. You're you know? like, oh, yeah. crap, crap. Uh, and then there's Mila Kunis as Cindy, who we last saw in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I got it right. Saving Sarah Marshall. <laughs> yeah. Saving Sarah Silverman. Correct. Um, you know, she's the hot chick. Uh, she's good. I mean, I like her. Yeah. I like the point that's being made as well. Of yeah, course. Which uh, he's which he beautiful says. women do not have to try very hard. They live in life. a different. They have a different code to everybody. Yeah, else. everyone treats them like fucking goddesses, and it gets on my nerves. And this movie, thankfully, kind of points that out. And she, but and she uses that to her, to her advantage. She knows that she's hot, and she plays on it. Yeah. to get what she wants. Um, but yeah, she's good. Yeah, she is. I um, like watching her. I think she's. But who is totally natural when you're watching her? There's no. Yeah, she's. She's just. In I was it, thinking you know? of her in um, forgetting Sarah Marshall, and she was really good in that too. Pretty much the same. Yeah, really. Charming she just plays sweet. the, cute just the yeah. kind of uh, charming girl, right? Um, but who is better is a uh, Kristen Wiig. I absolutely love this woman. She's <laughs> got exactly the sense of humor that I 
think is funny because she's a she's a stand up comedian I believe, but she deadpans everything like she she doesn't show a reaction to anything and it's hilarious to me when she's delivering a line and it's like kind of a funny line she doesn't deliver it in a funny way and that is what makes her funny to me and it's what else we see her in she's the doctor in ghost town and she does it in that too Mm -hmm. she's just she delivers the it's it's really funny to me i'd like to see her as the lead in something i don't even know what else she's in other things i thought she was in was she in blades of glory maybe i don't remember I'd I'd like to see her as a lead in a comedy because I know that it'd be funny just because she just cracks me up and there's scenes in this one where especially when she's talking to the young dude in the garden she's trying to break up yeah. with the dude <laughs> it's hilarious that because the she does a whole bunch of shit and he just and then he goes so I can call and she's like did you and listen then he says to why and she I goes understand. I just explained do you want me to say it all again it's like, really funny the way she and there's it. another one of those people that you know you know those people that you say something to none of it goes and in. they do not listen to you and then later it's like you're actually thinking to yourself did I I know for a fact say it I said exactly what I meant to say and now it's like it went completely through so then we've got uh, Mr. Ben Affleck as a uh, Sir Ben Affleck. Dean. Yeah. Um, knight him. You know, it's Ben Affleck him. with a wig and a beard. He's and funny, though. I mean, he's funny. He's relaxed. And, and he's, he's very funny. charming, like Ben Affleck is. I didn't find him to be charming at all. He was I, just... I, his smile and stuff is charming to me. He's just like Mr. Charm. Like, I meant the character. No, the character's he's not, not particularly char- He owns a bar. And character's very... Uh, we've all wasted. known somebody like this guy. You gets know? wasted. Just, Everybody, just he's dude. got a box full of miscellaneous pills. If you need something, he's got a Xanax or a Zoloft for you. And he's your and he's um, Jason Bateman's character's friend just by default, like he says. Kind of like yeah. Just he doesn't really have any friends, and because Jason Bateman used to work in guy. a bar, yeah. And then he went on to yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's he's not the um, he's not a very savory character. You know, he, he's kind of. He's harmless. Like the neighbor in Office Space. Harmless but harmful because of the things he can <laughs> yeah, do for you. Totally, like, you know? yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's fun. Uh, you know, it's not a Chasing Amy performance, but... Is that the standard you're going for? Because yeah. that's not fair. No, I'm just joking. So then there's <laughs> J.K. Simmons as Brian, who's the boss guy in Spider-Man. Who like the dickhead of. manager who nobody wants to have. Yeah, he's, he's not mean or anything. He's, he's like just... the line manager, the one who tells everybody on the line what to do. Well, Jason Bateman tells him what to do and then he tells them what to do. But, but yeah. he basically just doesn't give a shit about anybody. Doesn't know the names, like we said earlier. Doesn't care as long as they're doing the job. He's not. Yeah. Doesn't really give a shit. <laughs> but he, I like him because there's some conversations between him and Jason Bateman which we've ha- had ourselves or heard where... It's miscommunication. Yeah. Or or you're on a totally different page to each other. So things just don't... Yeah. It doesn't work properly. The line of command. There's not much character going on there, though. No. I mean, not much of a character. He's just... But but think about it. That character, what he's playing, doesn't have much character True. Very true. It's it's one of them blank people who's just... I'm just he doing shows up thing. to work and everybody here is full of shit and I'm sick and tired of it, but whatever. Pays yeah, my like bridge. people at your work, you know. Oh, yeah. You definitely know people like that guy at your work. And I can think of one of them. Yeah. Um, and then there's, I can never say his name, David Koshner. Don't know. Who I love from Anchorman. He's in Anchorman. Uh, and he plays Nathan, which is like the really annoying neighbor who we said earlier. is. I think the if if Jason Bateman's the best person in the movie 
this guy is the best character in the movie because I love that character because and he and they use him a lot in the movie because like pretty much every time Jason Bateman's driving home up his drive, this guy's there to bug the shit. Yeah, out he's of like him. the harmless but annoying. Wants to keep you. Wants to involve you in every everything. I don't know how to describe. He's incessantly like he he just he says the same thing over and over and over to you. Right, because you don't. Li- he's not listening. When no, the guy he doesn't tells know. Him, I don't want. We yeah. don't want to go with you and your wife to this thing. No, we we don't have. We're we're out of town. We're this. Oh, why? Well, uh, I'll get you. And then he's so nice, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really like endlessly so- friendly, and you do- and he's right there when he when he's like right at the end of the garage, and Jason Bateman has his hand on the garage yeah. door button, like <laughs> he's just kind of like okay, man, I really gotta go, and he's standing there talking, and he's got his finger just you that, just because you don't ed- know you're on the edge of politeness. And then when he's at the door, just- and she's like tr- she's like she's closing, she's like okay, I'm closing, I am closing the door now. <laughs> and still uh, talking. And- <laughs> Known people like that. Oh, of course. Everybody. I've had a dude at work, right? We have a bit. I work in a data center, so it's a big, massive room full of servers and stuff. So the bathroom's like, you know, many yards away. So this dude mull around you, talk, 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 and no, it was more like talk, 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 real monotone. He was because he knew that my husband likes computers. And I have a computer. So everything was about the minutia of, like, every motherboard he's ever bought and every graphics card he's ever bought. And he's uh, obsessive with, like, online games, you know, World um, EverQuest was at the time. So let's tell, date it a little bit. And he would be talking. I'd be like, I'd have to leave the area to go do something. And he'd just walk. And he shuffled his feet a little bit. So he'd, like, shuffle, 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 talk, talk, talk. And I'd be like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. He'd walk, 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 walk to a certain distance from outside the bathroom. Stop talking. I'd go to the bathroom, and when I came out, it was like he was on pause. And as soon as I stepped out the door, oh, and yeah. da, 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 and then he just follow you some more. And it was like that because he's real nice, harmless. I guess it's like what oh kids my do. God. Kids do that. Yeah, like oh, and 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 and, and they'll just this, carry and, on, and won't this, they? And, and then they'll stop for what you do, and then carry on. Like like they're on. Um, if, if you go in the bathroom, their mind is like okay. I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's totally identifiable. So That's me- why it's so satisfying, that character. Yeah, it is. And you, you know, you don't want to hurt him or anything. It's not like the kind right. of guy you want to punch in the head or something. But he's just You kind of do. But you don't, because he's so nice. Like, it's hard. Like, it's a hard character to shut the garage door on. Yes, yeah. It's you don't hard have, to yeah. do it, like. Because you know he doesn't mean any harm. It's just him. Like, it's just how he is. It's just... Everybody knows one of those guys. Yeah. Anyway, this is directed by Mike Judge, who also directed Office Space, Idiocracy, which is definitely a pick that you should oh, almost see. Oh, totally. And Beavis and Butthead, which uh, is I've how... I've never watched in my life. Well, put it this way. If Beavis and Butthead didn't exist, these movies probably wouldn't either, because that's how he got his start in, on MTV. But yeah, I have watched Beavis and Butthead in, back in the day. I know for a fact I wouldn't find it funny now. But I really did back then because I used to watch a lot of music videos on TV. And then one day I tuned in and one of my favourite music videos was on. And there was some voices over the top of it. And I was like, who's talking? Did they? Is something wrong here? I started listening. And there was some funny stuff. And I ended up watching it. But there again, I was probably 20. Would you say? It was a downfall of that entire generation. Do you think? Smart ass, hateful comments about shit and makes people think it's okay to be just. Dis- Hateful. It, it was pretty funny. No, it wasn't. No, uh, well, I, I'm thinking. <laughs> I, I'm thinking now it, it would probably be completely dated because it was a very specific time. 
I mean, yeah, you can probably buy it now on DVD. I don't think I'd enjoy it now, but at the time I did enjoy it. Mm. I don't remember it being particularly hateful or just kind of funny. It was like South Park or something, right? Like South Park. I guess South Park's hateful, right? Not always, but sometimes, yeah. Similar to this kind of that humour where it's biting and satirical, I would Mm, say. It's always nice to add words that just mean hateful. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, DVD extras, or Blu-ray extras in this case, there's not particularly that many. Um, first you get uh, a deleted scene, which lasts for 37 seconds, Correct. as we're told by the menu. What was the deleted scene? I'm I just forget. trying to remember. We watched it. <laughs> I forgot. Was it the Ben Affleck talking? I forget. Well, there's that was a the extended scene. I think, I think Ben Affleck might have been in it. And oh. the extended scenes. And then there's an extended scene, which lasts about four minutes, which is... Uh, I was thinking, these extended scenes are going to be good because uh, maybe we'll get a bit more backstory of stuff. But no, it was just really longer versions of scenes that you've seen. Um, and the parts that were new weren't particularly the funniest parts, no, which no. is interesting. Cause, like, That's why they cut them out. Yeah. Uh, and then the final thing you get is a featurette that lasts about 11 minutes, which um, is called Mike Judge's Secret Recipe. And it goes through... It's, it's basically a making of the movie. Yeah. Um, and you get to see a lot of Mike Judge talking, which I wanted to see more of. There's no commentary on this DVD. But it's like. one of those things that you've seen the movie. I laughed. Thought it was pretty funny. wasn't didn't didn't like fill me up with like pure comedy satisfaction or relationship satisfaction or character. And none of that. It was all. It was good. It was like high up on the list of. Yeah. But then, and I'm like, okay, that was, that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. You know. That was, worth, that was worth watching. Then I watched that, and you see him, and he's funny, and talking to the people, and then the idea that he likes the factory environment, and it's one of those extras that can make me like the movie more than I did. I actually thought of that while I was watching it. Because I'm thinking a lot of heart goes into the you movie. You kind of get more of Right, and that's not how it should was. work, because no. the movie, should, but the same as Daredevil, didn't really like it, I watched all the extras, I watched it again, I liked it more. Now, now unfortunately, I don't know what this, that does to my brain, but, you know. I was going to say, unfortunately, this didn't have enough extras to make, no. you know, because there's no commentary, I might judge commentary would be perfect, but there isn't one. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a special edition, it's kind of movie that probably, I would say, unless becomes an office space on, on mm. video, wouldn't. I don't think there's enough... Of the work environment. No, There's no not that, was my, that was my complaint. There's not it's enough about, extract. <laughs> it, if, even the trailers, which I saw some time back, focused on the line with the bottles coming mm-hmm. down. And I thought to myself, I love clerks, I love office space, things like that, really. Yeah, something, well, I want to know, what are the things that workers do that make, gross you out a little bit about the extract? Yeah. What's the process of making it? And make it, I'm not saying, I, I guess if I want to see that, I can watch shows on oh, Discovery Channel, but that's yeah, the but kind of that. stuff. Just that's a little bit The stuff you don't see on Discovery Channel, that's what I want. I want to see one character who loves it there. I mean, the one guy who, you know... Yeah, he's the one like guy, completely committed he's into to it. it. But he's into it like I'm a hard worker and that's my that's what I do. But I want somebody who's like loves sitting there and doing his job as the bottle sorter or whatever it is and kind of explore that person a little bit where it makes everybody else look bad because they they enjoy it and nobody understands and maybe that rubs off a little bit. I don't know. I can write my whole story here. Because even the credit sequence of the movie focuses on a bottle of this extract coming down the line. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is going to be cool because... I don't really know what this environment's like. 
And obviously this guy does. He's going to show us the funny side of this. But then it gets out of the gets yeah. out of the workplace too quickly for my life. Yeah. And never really returns to it. I'm so. telling him the key is he focused on the owner instead of on an employee. That's where it kind of probably didn't get the meat that we wanted. You I know? think you should have focused on the Mila Kunis, like, from her angle rather no, than from his. No, no. I think Jason Bateman, for some reason, needed to be back on the floor, working the line, be a person that working would be. there. Yeah. So that you're in it. Yeah, I think that would be bad. Even as you? the owner, for some reason, has to end up in working fact, on the, the floor thing. again and then sees all the stuff that... I mean, that sounds Because like you're pulled boring. away from the floor and even the scenes that take place in Jason Bateman's office, it's very typical... Here's the office, like the throne room. When you look yeah. out of the window, there's your minions working. So, yeah, you feel from his angle, don't you, all yeah. the time. Like, you never feel like you're one no, of No, that's those. it. We've never been a boss, like a real boss. So mm. we don't identify... Well, you have. I have, yeah. And that's the <laughs> that's the view you there have. There you go. You need to watch it again from that point of view. Yeah. <laughs> but that point of view is never the funny point of view, is it? Because as the boss, it's not funny, is it? <laughs> it's funny... They're the funny part. I mean, yeah. it's funny. You're pointing there. down, like, yeah. the people down there, yeah. they're the Those funny ones. <laughs> I see them as the minions. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, it's always funnier down there. <laughs> Probably actually, it's not, it's not where the, the paperwork top. is happening. It's funny <laughs> down there where people are spitting in the bottles or something, you know, horrible. So, yeah, Blu-ray, um, picture and sound, fine for a comedy. I mean, you don't, no, don't probably need, don't. Don't need it on Blu-ray. But, you know, I mean, what I'm saying is, it's not, it, it's not, nothing bad about it. Can you get it in, cheap? In, in that respect. Well, it's brand new, so probably not. Not yet. $20. I highly recommend it if you're a Jason Bateman fan. Because he's featured in every scene, basically, and he's fantastic. And I highly recommend it if you're a Mike Judge fan. Yeah, yeah. It's not his best work, obviously. Or if but you're a factory worker. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, like I said at the beginning, and I don't want to dwell on it too much, it's a good movie, like, better than good, like, it's a above-average comedy. Yep. well-made. You know, it's not a um, ski resort 2 or something where, you know... I, I'm sure you would be flattered. That I don't even know what that is, not but, that. you know, it's not that. I don't even know... Hot dog number seven. Yeah, it's none of that. It's a high-quality comedy, you know... Winter in New York City. But missing something for me, and I'm not saying it could be the most fantastic thing for you listener out mm-hmm. there, but for me, it missed a little something. I don't know what it was. Because it has, we said it before, it has all the elements of... I mean, there's nobody bad in the cast. Nobody. So, that is an extract. Conclusion for me, it's a rental. Um, But I would see it. Would you? Would see see it? Definitely see it. Oh, totally. I have so many people who would totally dig it. Actually, I know people who would like this and not like Office Space. Right. So, you know. Yeah. Well... It's a little more mainstream when you think about it. Maybe that's where we're missing the little quirky, like, irreverent stuff. Yeah, like, Idiocracy is, like, completely not mainstream. It's it's, <laughs> it's quite an, it's quite a avant-garde There's kind of idea. There's a lot of, of people who wouldn't like that one. No, or to- get it. totally wouldn't like it or get it and think it's the most stupid thing ever, which is exactly the point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because the kind of people who like it are the kind of people who are not like the kind of people in it. Right. That's what I'm getting at. See, it's, that's clever. Correct. So, um, that's available on Blu-ray and DVD today from Miramax and Disney. So, thank you to them for letting us review the movie. Now, we've got contests this week on the site. You can just go and enter some contests. I think we've got three movies up for grabs this week. Um, Free stuff. And next week's uh, review, which 
will be in a couple of days from now, really. It's not really next week, is it? It's like Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, so That's Sunday. not a couple of days. This not is long. only Tuesday. Just after Christmas. Uh, next week's review will be Love Actually on Blu-ray. I have to protest because I wanted this week to be a Christmas movie because next week is after Christmas. But, you know, of course, as you have probably heard, my protests go unheeded. Correct. <laughs> so the after Christmas movie will be Love Actually on Blu-ray. Uh, movie recommendations for this week. I am going in the workplace uh, vein. So I went for, number one, Kevin Smith's Clerks, which we actually reviewed on Blu-ray the, a couple of weeks ago, so you can get that one. And uh, In Good Company, which is... Um, Dennis know, Quaid. Dennis Quaid, about a company man. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted two different workplace movies, and they're quite Barb different. Helgen something? Helgenberg? They're quite different from each other. In Good Company, I think, is one of those movies I watched once, thought it was, oh, so lame, and oh my god, this is so boring. And but it I has got, really good performance. By the end of it, I was almost going like, oh, right, this isn't what I thought. And then I watched it again, and again, and again, mm-hmm. and again. I've probably seen it 20 times, and I love the soundtrack, and I love the movie. I think it's an I think it's an awesome little, I'm not mean, I don't mean that in a little movie, but I mean it's... There's nothing big or bold or anything about it. And it's it actually tells you more about their workplace than Extract does. When you think about it. A big, you know, magazine oh, it does, totally. that's having struggling with advertisers and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And my recommendations are Waking Up in Reno. Did because it, uh, I was just about to say, Waking Up in Reno wasn't... They went they into a, no, they didn't work in a factory. They, they went to a factory and they all had to put the blue ad on. It's funny as hell. <laughs> and that lady, that was Liam Neeson's wife. And she yeah, died. what was the factory though? Was it like dill pickles or something? They had to, something funny I can't like. remember what they were making, but they all had to put Billy Bob Thornton and they all had to put And there's the just blue. that one scene where they all <laughs> yeah. sat there with the hats. It made me laugh really a lot. I can't remember why they went there. No. But that's why. Because it reminded me of that. And um, by the one is the original... Just Santa Claus? Not Santa with, Claus 3. No, no. I mean, they're all right. But, I mean, the original Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Because I always, I'm always, i always fascinated with the idea of North Pole and Santa and elves. Because it's all my, true, you know. It's all true. And this is a very good, sort of almost like, uh, you know, like reality TV. No, I'm just kidding. But I really like their take on the elves and the toy factory. And it's a fine, it's a fine little family. And it's a Christmas movie. Uh, that that some people in this podcast seem to ignore that Christmas is just a couple of days away. I, I'm first thing I mentioned on this podcast that it's near Christmas. And then <laughs> That's you, the Christmas which you theme. Which you answer argue me argue that it you know you know you know what I'm saying. So, yes. So no, don't don't. So take, it's me, Santa Claus, because I'm trying to tie it in with the uh, the workplace that okay. is the. So uh, games and a scully stuff. It's a special games and a scully stuff this week because I only played one game, and that is. I've only played one game, and that is Modern Warfare 2, which you all know about, so I'm not going to talk more about that. But, no, not boring at all, but um, we went to see a movie this week on the, on the theatre, which is like a rare occurrence. Very rare. Um, and the reason I wanted to go to the theatre to see it, because you wouldn't be able to see it like this at home, but we went to see James Cameron's Avatar in the digital 3D, which... Um, can you not just say we went to see Avatar? Would people no, not know? No, because there's M. Night Shyamalan's Avatar as well. So if I said Avatar, you might think we've seen both. Really? Yeah. You know Avatar The Last Airbender? No. The TV show? I don't. It's a Nickelodeon cartoon. Well, M. Night Shyamalan has made the live action version, but it's just called Avatar. Right. And it comes out in, in a few weeks, I believe. Nice. 
Thanks so there's going to be two avatars there. So that's why I wanted to say James Cameron's avatar. Anyway, we saw it in digital 3D. Um, on one of these, in one of these really awesome Sony 4K projection theaters, which is pretty badass. I've got to say that. I, I had a look to see how much that 4K projector is. The home version mm. is $118,000. So if you can so get me that get for one? Christmas. Are we going to get one so we you, can watch this on Blu-ray 3D? You can get me that next Christmas. Right. $118,000. <laughs> Not bad. That's actually more than our house. Not yes, much, but it's more than our house. And it's just a, the size of our projector. Around about the same size. Hangs from the ceiling. But yeah, the one so in... So what do you play on that thing? Well, I mean, it, if you're watching Blu-ray, what... Well, the, the point, the thing is, and this is kind of funny. It, you know, it's 4K, which is 4 million pixels. There's nothing that feeds 4 million pixels. Right. So it, you, there's nothing to take advantage of it in the home, so it's, it's hardly any point in having one. Because hmm. you're... Are there uh, no master discs that people like reviewers or anybody uh, uh, would be able to... There's that's nothing the highest that quality in the home. Blu-ray, Blu-ray is the highest. Which is, you know, 1080p, which is 1 million pixels, not 4. So in the future it might be good because... Okay, we went to see Avatar projected in 4 million pixels. They do have some special high-def sure. thing. i got to say this, this uh, about this movie. First off, the 3D. <clears throat> it's the new 3D where you get these cool specs, like proper... Like sunglasses, but with... Yeah, prop- they're not a cardboard. It's not like your old-school 3D. It's a proper pair of sunglasses. You yep. put them on. They're not coloured lenses, so you don't get the... Oh, look, this movie looks purple. Oh god! I get that. that. Um, now I've n- I've seen quite a lot of reviews of Avatar this week, and no, but no, not many mentions of the 3D. Now, the 3D to me added so much. Um, now it's not the old school 3D where they wave things in your face all the time, like oh, you know, when they put their arm out of the screen, like Jaws 3D. Yeah. Like, oh, here's a harpoon. Ooh, it's coming over the audience. It's not used in that way, which I really liked a lot. It's used in the way of, it adds, like, it makes the frame fuller. It's like a depth thing. So when you watch something in widescreen, it's wide. Well, this actually adds the right background, foreground, midground, whatever you want to call it. So you, your frame's wide both ways, which is, I think it worked amazingly. There was, so you get length and girth. What you're saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's hard to explain until you see it. Yeah. But when you see it, I kept thinking to myself, without, you know, if you put this back to 2D, it's still going to be an amazing technical achievement, but this is a whole layer on top that I've never experienced before. Now, I said to you, there's a scene right near the beginning, the first scene where Sigourney Weaver appears on the screen. Now, I don't know if anybody out there will agree, but when she appeared on the screen for me, I felt like she was a hologram. Like see, it was, I didn't see that at all. I don't even know what you're talking about. Now, some people don't see <laughs> 3D as good as others. Right. Um, for me, it was astounding. Like, the, Plus, was, you have glasses, you must say, that give you 20-20 vision or 20-30, yeah. probably close. And on top of those, you put the 3D glasses. Yeah. I don't wear glasses. Um, I don't have bad vision, like link, length, uh, length, uh, distance if you, if you get thing. Perceptions but there's bad, probably something with work. one eye or the other that's not perfect. I only saw 3D that was intended to be 3D. I don't think those things. But then also remember, if you've got that crispy, clear 4K thing going on, that could also add to the 
to all of it. The crispiness of everything. But the depth yeah. of the frames is insane. And the way James Cameron used it. Now, there's some scenes that were, like, breathtaking. But I said to you, just small mo Like, not even, like, a big deal. Like, there's... When you when you very first enter the Pandora planet at the beginning, and they're actually on foot in the planet, there's these little spinny things. I can't even explain what they are. They're like plants that float in the air. The, the little, little ones. And they're just drifting around in the frame. But they're in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And not kind of right in front of your face, but like... They just stick enough. Just yeah. enough where it's so subtle and you feel... Like, to me, I, you know, I'm stood in this planet, stuff's happening. And there was one thing with, like, some fire and, like, bits of embers of mm-hmm. just flirting out. Little little moments like that were the best 3D parts for me. And the whole movie's in 3D. You don't take the glasses on and off. The whole thing is. And another moment, other moments, which some, is something I'd never seen before, is there's a lot of um, technology in this movie, like flat screens that don't exist, like 3D... Uh, you know, like you're looking at your computer monitor, but it's there isn't a monitor. It's kind of projected into thin air. It's like, well, the way James Cameron used the perspective of that is like you would be sat behind it, slightly above it, mm-hmm. looking at a person, looking through it, and then some other boob behind it. Well, that all appeared as a, it wasn't a flat image at all. It was Correct. like it was like you could grab it all and like pick it all up and walk away with it. It was amazing. I thought it was um, added a lot to the film and like. If I, if somebody was saying to me, should I go and see it in 3D or 2D? I would say 3D all the way because I think it depends on the person. Some people wouldn't give a shit about the 3D part. No, and but some I people wouldn't respond see, to it at all. I feel but. like it added a whole layer of, you know, immersion to it. Like because I've never seen, you know, it's the you, first time yeah. I've ever seen. And we that. talked about this. I mean, what was the first thing you said when we got in the car? Pretty much while we were freezing, uh, basically leaving for the car to warm up. You're like, I could go in there and watch it again right now. Yeah. <laughs> but then we got on with the topic of, like, I'm going again today. I'm taking a nephew. He's 13. He's been around watching movies now for a few years. You know, you have to kind of account for, you can't really soak up movies really till you're about 8, 9, 10. But he's 13. He's seen Star Wars. He's seen stuff like that. But if this is the beginning of his bar of what science fiction or CGI kind of things will look like. Where was yours? Ours was Star Wars, pretty much. Or things like that. I didn't see Star Wars until I was older, but I mean... Pretty much. You know, I saw like... Um, you know, you can't even think Disney movies and stuff like that. Like, way back... Like, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and shit like that. Wizard of Oz. That's my bar. Right. Where you know everything's fake. Everything is fake. You just know it. But your mind... Let you believe it. Now, you watch this. You say you're 13, you're 10 years old. It just is what it is. No, yeah, because... You don't know anything different. Because... Because it looks... The other the other thing about Avatar... You're, it's real. Is 3D or no 3D. The level of CGI, which this movie is like 85% CG. The, you know, there's some live actors, but it's literally yeah. CG... Everything, the scenes, the, the backgrounds, and the people, most of the time. It's reached a level where James Cameron's pushed it to a level where you you buy exactly what you see. Completely. Like, you're, you're in that... You're in a detailed world, Pandora, in this instance. Everything that's there is there, and you're just experiencing it, you know? And it nothing. there's nothing where I'm going, oh, that looks phony, or that looks... 
I mean, there's a certain fantasy quality to the elements Which of, the, of the planet because it is a an all natural, overgrown planet of of plants and organic things, and that's it. So there's uh, a certain almost. I felt like it was almost homage sometimes to Wizard of Oz with the big colorful plants and flowers that don't look real to us because but you know if you started looking hard enough you're gonna find all that weird shit in real nature it's just that it's big you and know, it's colorful and you and know what I feel like um, because James Cameron loves under the sea so much I feel a lot of that plants and stuff was oh, stuck totally. in the sea the thing he touched and it went like whoop, yeah. down into the ground I was that like stuff that looks that like some of the bottom probably. of the ocean yeah, yeah. yeah. so and the place it just looks like a place you want to go to stand on top of a hill and just look at it oh right? totally and the whole and James Cameron doesn't shy away from showing it. You you see it, you fly through it, you go through it on foot, like you're in it, like yeah, you're so. following those characters behind them. Um, now, I've heard things said, I was reading like Ebert review that, oh, Steven Spielberg even said, he hasn't had the feeling of seeing something different or seeing a revolution in something since he saw Star Wars. And I remember seeing Star Wars and... I was a kid. I saw it when it came out. And as a kid, walking out of Star Wars, thinking, I want to see that again. How... Because that's real. What happened there? Like, Those spaceships I've seen real. loads of movies. And, oh, I've seen movies and TV, and I've seen space stuff. I love it. But why is this, like... Why is this, like, every, real? This is real. Like, that's all that stuff's kind of hokey. This isn't, you know? Now, I came out of Avatar with the same thing. Aww. Like, I said to you... I've seen I've seen a lot of CG movies in the last ten years. I'm thinking back at them all, and I'm thinking James Cameron did everything that was wrong in them right here. Like one of the things we complain about is like when Spider Man moves through the air or he's falling off something, he looks like a rubber man falling. There's the animation of a human isn't quite there yet. Well, in this movie, there isn't that problem, and it, it suddenly. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, the last movie you saw probably had some dodgy stuff in it. This one didn't. Right, right. So the next one, if it does, we took a step backwards. So yeah. he's changed it, hasn't he? He's changed the the game, as they say. He's, he's People have got a benchmark that's, like, just suddenly gone really high. Like, too bad that uh, the curious case of Benjamin Button wasn't made after yeah. this movie with this technology. I know they had great technology, and a lot of people wouldn't would say that, what are you talking about? But, oh, my God. It was one of the most distracting, yeah. uncomfortable things ever. Not a bad movie. Loved the movie itself, the story, the whole, the length, everything else. Gorgeous, beautiful. He freaked me out. It didn't look right. It wasn't matched right. It, the whole thing fell apart. So this, then you kind of go, okay, here is the fix for everything. Can we go back and remake every movie that should have looked? And you know, this movie cost a lot of money to make. It's not every, everybody's it costs not gonna, a lot of money to go see. Everybody's not going to have the luxury of a budget to make things look as good as this, but hopefully the technology that he's created here to make his movie like that can s filter down into other things. Makes me really excited to see the new Lord of the Rings movie next year, because... The Hobbit? Yeah, which is in two parts. It's one part next year and one part the year after. Good heavens. Or, you know, at the Christmas times, like they did with the other ones. Yeah. Makes me excited to see that because, you know, Weta were involved in this movie. Right. So they've been piling Peter up Jason's a new experience. Been, been alongside James Cameron there, watching what's going on. Or inventing it themselves. I mean, James yeah. Cameron didn't invent the shit. No. He was paying for it and saying, this is what I want it to look like. 
make this happen. Yeah, yeah, and he said he was. He probably wasn't there writing code. Avatar was ten years. He wrote Avatar ten years ago, and he just he wrote the entire thing, and then he said to himself, "I watched an interview with him. I cannot possibly make this without people in rubber suits, which wouldn't be so great." So I know that that's going to be able to be done properly. I'll just put it on the shelf and do some other stuff. And he waited as long as it took. He waited until he made a billion dollars off, off a small movie Titanic. called Titanic. <laughs> and another billion dollars off a small and, movie and called And I saw an interview with him yesterday, and he said that he wishes he would have waited to make Titanic because he would not have built the Titanic. Right. He could do now a phony Titanic in CG and you would not know that in fact it would be better than what he did he said so the technology I don't know there's something about that real stuff that does make a difference you know? well he's, he seems to think that wouldn't be the way to do it now if you wanted it to look perfect yeah but I'd, I'd be interested I mean it's not going to go perfect. back and do I don't think you should make real things I mean we have we do have an eye for what this is a world that's fantastic Fantastic! It's not a real world, so that's another thing that you you can kind of forgive if there is anything that does look kind of like overly sci-fi or anything. It's because you're on another planet, so you can forgive that. But if you're showing me a city that I've been to and a ship that I've seen a million times, it's a harder sell. But you know, if he if he's got the confidence that he can fool you, then that's an interesting thing because. Hmm. Um, but yeah, this movie on top of the. The the story now okay the story of this movie we shouldn't tell about people no I'm not going to tell the story but the story of this movie is um, you've you've seen this story before it's not it's not original there are original elements but it feels like it's pulled from lots of different places that you already might have seen it's not a stunning story to be honest it wasn't the story I was amazed by in fact that was the least thing in my mind when I came out of it it was more like you know the this is like. So are you saying it's style over substance? No, no, it isn't actually. It's a, it's like a one-off kind of thing, a one-off kind of movie where you wouldn't say it was style over substance, yet it probably is, right? Because it's like I was sat there thinking when it had finished. Okay, we're sat here at the end of two thousand and nine. You know, the end of this decade. Um, and look where we are. Like, look at look at this entertainment we just saw. We sat. In a theatre, with a giant, absolutely perfect, pristine image. There was no hair in the projector. It was like a high-def 3D image. And we just witnessed, like, I don't know, I, I've, at the end of it, I was kind of... Emotional? Yeah, emo- I was emotional in parts of the movie. Though It wasn't because of the story or the <laughs> characters. It was just, I was like... I, I was thinking of possibility, like, you know, because of this. Like, like another Star Wars that's just, everything's over and above everything. Like, you can do anything. Like, anything now, right? If you can bring a whole world to life like that, that doesn't exist, and, and you and me feel like we went to it, then think of the, you know, the possibilities. Um, books do that all the time. Yes, they do. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm talking in the visual uh, realm, which, in the past... Before Avatar, yes, we've been taken to places. Yes, that works. But like I said, we watched Benjamin Button. We didn't get fully taken there because of a limitation of technology, right? Or 
Poor use of it. Poor use of it, yeah. Well, that sounds so mean, but I mean, I know they were trying with the newest and latest technology. And not just that, you know, we wasn't fully taken to Spider-Man because some of it looked funny. The Hulk, it lost us because, like, the rubber man just looked really bad, like, you know. The new Hulk? No, the older one. Yeah. The 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 Ed Norton Hulk's all right. Yeah, this thing... But then think of a movie like, okay, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Fantastic. Looks fantastic. Yeah. There's nothing in there that you go, oh, that's nothing. No, and there is room for practical also, if it's no, done I'm well. No, sa- what I'm saying is that was made, what, ten years ago or more? Yeah. It's absolute. I can watch Mostly that movie. Practical. I've probably seen it ten times, and it looks fantastic because it's a combination of old school stuff. There's some CGI. There's miniatures. There's a big rubber suit. There's everything. But for some reason, the the care that went into it, Saying, like, no, this can't mean... You don't know you're watching miniatures, you, and it all looks fantastic. Another one of those with the story that, in the end, <laughs> kind of yeah. go, oh. And, you know, the, the, in Avatar, for instance, the, mo- the action is like... You know, James Cameron does action better yeah. than most people anyway. I mean, I'm talking about, like, battles and... You know, it's, it's just, like, seamless, flawless, seamless, um, quite long movie, three hours long. Two hours and 46 minutes. Which... Um, you know, I didn't feel like it was particularly long. In fact, I, when it ended, I was like, "Oh, really?" Like, no, I felt the, I felt the time. I, see, I, I, did, I didn't. Um, some people I've read reviews saying the fight scenes drag on too long. Uh, there's a big battle that takes place that was twenty minutes too long. Some people said apparently it last, apparently they're about the last thirty minutes. Didn't even notice. Now th- and and. I, uh, what I'm saying is, is, if it does last 30 minutes, it's literally 30 minutes of non-stop action. There is never a moment where anything takes a break for anybody to say anything. It's just battle, 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 right? Like, um, some people get fatigued by that. I yeah, I do normally, but I didn't even think about it. No. I was too busy looking at stuff. But, yeah, too busy. Like, um, <laughs> um, you know, one of the things in the 3D thing that brings it to life is... It's that... The depth, and when I talked about this, pieces of glass over the top of people occasionally. That's one of the best um, 3D effects I've ever seen. And it, and it's not really wavy. Oh, it's not Piranha 3D. Oh my god. Do you know what? You know you know when it advertised that at the beginning, Piranha. Uh-huh. Um, do you know why Piranha's important? Because uh-huh. it was directed by James Cameron. The original? Piranha 2. Right. Oh, Piranha 2. Never yeah. saw that one. Now this is Piranha 2, the remake or something. 3D. Piranha, yeah, Soprano 3. But uh, I don't know if James Cameron's involved. Maybe he is because it's 3D. Or maybe they're using his technology. Right, maybe. But yeah, that's why he probably still owns it. That's why it's important. I went to have a look because, uh, seriously, yeah, there's a trailer, trailer for, for it. And it's absolutely shit. Looks like crap. I mean, it, it sells it at the beginning like, you've been to the mountains in IMAX 3D. You've been to the bottom of the ocean, but you've never been here. And then it shows you, like, girls Spring dancing. Spring break. Spring break, yeah. And, and then I, it reveals to you that it's Piranha. Yeah, with Elizabeth's shoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. And Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah, it's... it's. But anyway, that's important because it's a James Cameron movie, but I never even twigged on that. I had to go and look it up, and I was like, oh, really? He made that one. But, um, yeah, I get maybe they're just making using his technology. Even that looked bad. From what we saw. They had a guy with a boat motor or something pointing at us. Uh-huh. It, was, it was that 3D where they go, hey, look, here's a knife. Ooh. Yeah. And everybody goes, ugh. Which is what Avatar isn't, right? It's not, not that 3D. I mean, yes, there are, there are elements of some things that stick out at you. Barely. 
but not a lot. It's not done in that way. It's just done to add the depth, which I love. And the colours don't change, which is great. Oh, it's bright and There's beautiful. no purple. Like no. when we've watched 3D at home, because of the red and the green, everybody looks purple. Yes, the 3D effect works. Red and blue. But they go purple, like when you're looking mm-hmm. at the screen. But um, Because red plus blue yeah, equals right. purple. Now, the 3D effect works at home because we watch Journey to the Center of the Earth. It's just the colors go completely wrong and it looks like you're watching it in the dark, right? And it gives me a massive headache. Yeah, it does. And most people it does. And this new 3D does not. Yeah, I mean, nothing. I could... We sat there with those on for three hours and it didn't... I lifted the glasses up occasionally when I could tell that a scene was not 3D. You lift up your glasses and you could tell it was just normal. Right. And then drop them down and watch a little while and then I could see the difference. Now, they used two different types of 3D in uh, the theatre that we went to see. Now, when they showed the trailers at the beginning, they showed us a trailer for Alice in Wonderland, uh, the new Tim Burton one, in 3D. And that used, like, even though it used these same glasses, it and you, when you took your glasses off and looked at it, it had this weird triple image mm-hmm. thing. Now, Avatar itself didn't have this weird triple image thing. It, it was, if you took your glasses off, it looked... No, it had double imaging, uh, but not every scene, that's not, what I'm saying. No, not as much as the... Um, I, had, I read it online, it's like, there's two different types of 3D going on at the moment, and Disney are using one, and James Cameron's people are using another. And it, it looks different when you're not looking at it through glasses as well. But uh, I don't think you could go to this avatar and sit without the glasses on. It just looks funny. Yeah, it just looks kind of Sometimes. blurred. Yeah. Most of the time. <laughs> but he said that every single frame was 3D, so I don't know what... No, there were some times when I looked, there was no double, no... It's like a little ghost image or something around everything, and then sometimes... Oh, he said every single frame. It was in the background, or it was over to the side, but it wasn't everything. Right, which is, that's an effect also. Like, these are the things we're sticking right, out of the exactly. frame and these are the things we're not. So Whereas with old-fashioned 3D, it was just... Everything. The plain, the red, the blue, and you were like, ah. Oh, and the difference crazy. between this 3D, and it might be something that you might not notice, but old 3D, there's a background and a foreground. New 3D, this, this real 3D, there's five planes of existence. So you can have a lot more depth instead of just... Here's that thing at the front, and here's them people at the back. That's how it used to be, wasn't it? That's why yeah. you was kind of always like... Oh, oh I've only ever seen, like, two 3D movies because I hate it so I saw much. Jaws in 3D on the cinema. So I, my last experience of 3D on the cinema was Jaws 3D, and we're talking the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Red and green glasses. Red and blue. It was red and green, I think, in the cinema. Hmm. And it was horrible. I mean... Should all be the same. No, they've changed it throughout the years. It's really changed. Now, the ones now are just tinted like sunglasses. That's what they look like. I mean, you can see the difference. Yeah. And one thing Austin pointed out to me last night, because he was putting on mine, because you can recycle them at the end of the movie, or keep them. Of course, I kept them. Because I paid $11 for the freaking ticket, which is fine. I'm really feel like cool. it's Christmas night, but when you look at your, you're wearing them and you look at yourself in the mirror, it's really, you look at your eyes, it's really bizarre. It can't, you can see the light in the dark and you're, it's like a, it's really bizarre. You have to try it because it's cool. And uh, one thing, you know, when you said, oh, it'd be cool, like if you could get like prescription <laughs> yeah. real 3D, you can. Oh, right. I, I looked online on real 3D, I have a site, you know, and then it goes on the site and it says, not only can you get prescription ones made of those if you go to a lot of 3D movies, you can have some proper ones made. You can also get designer ones. Right, of course. They'll change about. Yeah, exactly. Glasses. So it's just a, a lens that can be made for your glasses. But in five years, they'll change it, and it won't be the oh, same. Oh, probably. And... But it's... it's um, apparently, in five years, James Cameron went on record as saying, we will have the same technology with no glasses. You'll just be able to see that with a special screen and, and lens. 
which would be even cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we're probably going to see something in five years' time. And, and so, remember that Avatar? That was terrible. That'll be the next time we go to the theater. Yeah. In five years. That Avatar was because, like... Because, of course, there was the talker. Oh, yeah. Uh, the coffer. It wasn't the perfect the um, cinema experience. The lady sitting close. to my front left kept talking. They were talking to each other as if they were in their freaking living room. She would say, oh, did you see that plant? It was really pretty. Oh, did you see what he did there? Oh, yeah, did you know? Oh, look, he's walking down there. And I kicked her chair, right? Just kicked it, tapped it. And she just kept talking. And I tapped it a little bit harder because I had my legs crossed. So my right foot was kind of dangling. And I just, and then there was no one sitting next to me on my left. And then she just kept doing it, kept doing it. And then I'm serious. I kicked her chair so hard. If someone had kicked my chair that hard, I would have been pissed. I just put all of my effort, like, right down under. And she, like, poked up her shoulder and kind of looked over, you know, behind her. Not because there was no one behind her, but I was over there. And she shut up. Because, I mean, I was this close. And I don't feel people have any idea of what they're doing. Because, here's an interesting scenario. I was in the cinema. Three people came in, in front of us. Oh, my God. It's stadium seating, by the way. But three people came in in front of us. We was only watching commercials, but still, we were sat watching the commercials. They came in and had a full conversation stood up right in front of us. For about, what, a minute, two minutes? Just standing up. And not blah, like... Blah, 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 blah. And blah, loud. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, but all we... All, so basically, we were sat there, and they were looking at us because they were turned around. Yep. And uh, we were just kind of like... We didn't say anything. We just looked. We were looking at the screen, really, but they were there. They just had a full... And then they decided to... One decided yeah. to go and get something to eat. And, and then, of course, they had Subway and hamburgers, and you thought that was... They opened funny. the bags and... At and the yeah. beginning of the movie, she started to say things like, Oh, look, it's Sigourney Weaver. And I, I was... Again, I was close to saying, Do you have to say everything that comes into your brain? Do people have no fucking respect... And I... It really irritates me. No, I don't take it so seriously that I get all mad and I'm going to hate you as a person. But seriously... I don't really know. That's what home theater is for. We stay at home in our theater to avoid you people completely. Yeah. You know? And they probably say, Just think of it. When you go out (laughs) to the theater, you're in a public place, but everyone has paid for their tickets to watch the movie. Correct. Not listen to your bullshit, not listen to you talking on the phone, not to have your cell phone light shine up right in front of my face. The girl in front and of... And yes, it makes me angry because it's disrespectful. The girl in front of me, interestingly enough, which I thought, when I thought, oh, we're going to, this is going to be the worst showing of Avatar I've ever seen. The opening Fox credits came on and she, and she went, ooh, ooh, because she had the glasses on. She was like... Right, yeah, and yeah. And then she went... Ha! I'm not even drunk. Yes, she did. And I thought, oh, oh my god. god, if she's not like she isn't drunk, but she's gonna make noises and she's gonna go. Oh, look at that! Look at that! But then it they were, to they turned out to be quiet. But still, yeah. you, you, I feel my stomach starts to churn. Yeah. And I just get and there's nothing you can do. You can't tell the management because they don't give a shit. And we went to like a ten o'clock showing, and mm-hmm. the, the the movie was packed on Sunday night. Yeah, it was packed. <laughs> I mean, not sold out because you had a seat next to you, yeah. but not many seats left. It was. You know. Overall, it was good, but it just seems like do people really don't get it? I don't, I don't understand. So Avatar, in you know, I f- we'll review the story and everything when it eventually comes to Blu-ray, which I'm sure will be sometime because yeah, yeah, I believe IMAX is um, sold out until February if you want to go and see it in IMAX. Um, but overall, like as a technological advancement in film and computer. Technology. 
and 3D. It's amazing. I think everybody should go and see it for that. I mean, little kids, maybe not. I think kids from eight little upwards will be all right. Um, I don't think eight. That's uh, two uh, two hours and 45 minutes. First of all, if it's if it doesn't bother you that your kids are fidgety and you have to tell them to sit down every two seconds, it's going to bother someone else. Right. So I say no, don't take an eight-year-old unless they're extremely mature or drugged up. I'd say 12 and above, maybe, unless you've got some... I mean, it's not... A, it's not hyperactive I child. mean, yes, it's an intense movie. Like, there are intense scenes. Sure. But, you know, it's not hyper-violent, really, or anything. I mean, yes, it's fighting, but I don't find it... I just think the length of it and the mm. subject matter, not every younger kid is going to stick with it. And I don't care that your kid wants to get up and fidget... The person behind you does not Might want be to watch right. your kid visit. You go to one of them kid screenings, right? Yeah, it's like, like I'm kids, going again. This will be my second time, so it's not going to bother me. We're going at four in the afternoon, and chances are there will be some kids in there. But I've seen it already, so I'm over that. It'll be packed at four in the afternoon, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I mean, straight after school, it's going to be m- mobbed on the last day but of I school. I pre-bought my ticket. On the last day of school. have to go through and get the glasses, and that's it. Yep. So, um... Uh, is for me a technological achievement. I'm sure it'll get mentioned in the Oscars if even if it's just for um, you know adv- advancing. I mean, they do have a special effect. I haven't seen anything <laughs> special effects wise that even goes near it. So if the if the Oscars this year is like curious case of Benjamin Button or whatever, that was last year. Was that already? Yeah, up? I think so. And there's nothing I can think of this year that gets close to this. Nothing I can think of in the and ever that gets close to this. So there you go. Isn't it an automatic winner for special effects? <laughs> you know. Also, no sound is amazing too. It, yes. The whole thing—it was like an enveloping thing. You don't. Maybe they'll have a new category: 3D. Maybe. Maybe they'll <laughs> Best have achievement to. in 3D. Yeah. Maybe okay. they will have to in the future, like because, like Disney are now saying, all our movies will come out in 3D on the cinemas. Everything we do, animated, Pixar, everything. In 3D as well as 2D. Every single movie? All of them. Wow. And DreamWorks have also pledged to the same thing, you know, with their animated Shrek. Oh, yeah, there was a trailer for Shrek, the new Shrek. That was the other one. Um, So they're all pledging the support to this 3D, so, you know. And what's really cool about it is it can also be shown in 2D and still work, you know. Right, because you said... Somebody came along and said, we got to get people to come back to the theater. Yeah. What can we offer them that they can't get at home? 3D. And then in five years' time, <laughs> this technology will be in the home as well, won't it? So we'll then see. what will they do? Then it'll have to be, you go to the theater, and the actors come in and perform the movie for you, right in front of your face. I think that's... They already have places like that. It's called, like, Broadway and the All West the End. Theater, but they have plays. I think is what they're called, where people come out and. But act they don't. It out. But they don't run around as <laughs> they aliens. Fly on beasts. They yeah. they do have rubber suits. Yeah, but still, there's something to be said for that too. So I highly recommend Avatar in 3D if you're going to go to the cinema this holiday season. Um, if Save you can, up some if you, cash if you can get in to see it. I would go and see it. I mean, there's a lot of people who I've noticed going and seeing it who wouldn't even necessarily go to see this kind of movie. So hopefully, it makes its money back. I think my mom would like it. She even said, she. I never knew this, she likes science fiction. I never knew that. Hmm. 
What does she like? Which one? Don't know because she doesn't remember their name. Right. She calls it Star Trek. Is that what it is? That Trek. Star Trek with the guy with the pointy ears. Right. That one's pretty good. <laughs> I've never watched a whole one, meaning the television show. But that one's pretty good, right? Right. <laughs> Star Wars. She likes. We're not talking about an expert. But here. she doesn't know the story. No. But she just likes it. She right. thinks. But she gets Star Wars and Star Trek. Maybe we should have her Star do, this, Trek. do this podcast. <laughs> I don't know what that one is that we watched this week, but I kind of like it, I think. <laughs> I like that one guy. Oh, yeah. and that one girl, she was so cute. Did you see her shirt? That would be my mom. Yeah. So uh, that was Avatar in 3D, and we will review it properly when it comes out on Blu-ray. But that was our theatre visit. Our enthusiasm pouring yeah. out to the world. So um, what have you got for us this week, Sid Talk stuff? Dinner. What's for dinner? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to the movie, but I bought you some stuff, so you can have a sandwich and some soup. Will you have your dinner out? <laughs> um, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. And after that, our family holiday. Something that Mr. A. Scully was dreading. We debated. We debate every year. Let's get that straight. About him going to be around amongst my family for you know an afternoon. This turned out to be a two-day kind of a thing. Did you hate it? Mm, not really. Awesome. That. See, that, that's the most a wife can hope for. Eh, no, it was all right. It's a good review. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> we did get to bring home some things that you love. Bacon. <laughs> oh, yeah. We haven't eaten any meat, hardly. I mean, you eat some boiled ham, sand, like deli ham. That's it. And that's it. That's it. It's the only, only meat I've ever eaten in the last year. In the last year, pretty much. We had chicken maybe once, and we've had fish a couple times. But our my cousin... <laughs> runs and oh, their family owns a uh, a meat packing place so it's really funny because we give her computer consulting uh, online a lot of times with her business computer and so then she brought you a box of bacon well it's not bacon it's like country ham so it's like several packages and then she's like to me she's like you didn't I know you weren't eating any meat but you didn't tell me he wasn't eating meat <laughs> and then she felt really bad she's like but I wanted to give you this and I'm like that's fine I'll I'll, I'll lie to you every day and tell you how delicious it was because we won't eat it. But we'll, we'll give, give it to some people we'll who will love it. We'll give it to people. That plus the dress form that my mother's uh, man friend, boyfriend, live-in, whatever you call him. He's 70 years old, so I don't know what you call him. He had a Living. dress form from like 1800, you know, where you... Is, I think it's from a store where you put it... Like an old-fashioned mannequin, basically. But you can also make a dress on it. But it's really old-fashioned. Like it almost has the bustle button, everything. It's all rusty. And I love I love it. And he told mom to give it to me for Christmas. They were going to sell it, but he said, no, give it to her. And it's like one of those things that I knew. I didn't even tell you for like an hour because I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to hate it. So <laughs> and what? I hate it. <laughs> you want to take it out and smash it over the I hate everything. We did get a toaster oven, a used yeah. Toaster oven that they bought at an auction or something. But it's good. It'll be good. We basically got a load of old stuff. We got, all, and my mom gave us all um, a big tub, which she claimed was empty. She's like, I'm giving you all a container, so you have something to take your stuff home in, and then you have a box to put your Christmas decorations in. But then it turns out they're actually full of all of her old crap, like old, de- old uh, holiday decorations, and I think I got an old, not old, but I mean, it's probably 10 years old, like a replacement tree stand for a fake tree yeah it's funny how, how your mum said um she give everybody a present like a little bag and inside it was everything that you'd give her for the last yeah. several years at christmas <laughs> that she thought was crappy and she didn't want it anymore 
was also mm. supposed to take the nativity scene that I gave her like 20 years ago. It's got like 30 pieces to it. It's ceramic. I'll take it because I will sell it. I, I don't want a nativity scene, and it's nice. She absolutely doesn't want it anymore. It's kind of like, well, either you take it or I'm throwing it away. And I'm like, I can't take it today. The car's full. I mean, our car was completely full of stuff. It was so funny. Yeah, totally. But it was fun. We stayed in a little motel, the <laughs> Sunrise Motel, and it was charming and sweet. It was a little it was a little hot and cold. It was one of those places it was about thirty degrees outside, so when we came in the room it wasn't it was thirty he- degrees inside. Yeah, it's not heated unless you turn your it's like the air conditioner unit but you can turn the heat on. And it's like really, really loud and we got boiling hot. Then it's about ninety five. degrees all of a sudden. <laughs> but it was really funny. And then in the morning we'd we'd been up twenty four hours to because I worked all night and then we went all day and it's a three hour drive. We get there, we get to bed about 10.30, maybe, so we've been up a long time. Yeah, nothing. We both get to sleep, seven, and then we plan to get up around 9, 10 in the morning the next day. Around At 7.32, we hear this yelling voice in the room next to us. It was half a of a conversation, cleaner. and a vacuum cleaner, half a conversation of the cleaning woman talking about how tired she is, and oh my God, and I've got all this shopping to do. I mean, we could hear every word. And, and we were like, yes, yeah, so are we. This was another instance. And instead of kicking the chair, I had to pound the wall a little bit. But then I thought, oh, my mom knows these people. I can't go over there and be like, what the hell's your problem, lady? Because then they'll be like, Sandra's daughter yeah. is bitching at me, because it's a really small town. So we just laughed it off and got up and... The one good thing about the motel, the shower. You said the shower was good. It wasn't too short. It wasn't too cold. We. It was slightly too short, but it, it was hot. Right, right. Every time. I, I mean, I'm I'm only five foot eleven. It's not particularly tall, but every shower in a hotel, they're always made for five. A person who's five feet. <laughs> yeah, like always, bend over. They're in the middle of my back all the time. I'm like, what, what is this all about? Like men don't have heads. Tall no. people don't have a head to wash. Like, that's why I like my own shower, because it's above my head, where it's supposed to be. So, um, yeah. And that was it. And then we went on our, we went uh, to another family thing the next day, and then we, on our way, we, it was a reason to leave. Well, I didn't tell anyone our reason for leaving, which was to go and see Avatar. And it was snowing as well. Yes, it snowed up there, but it was fine by the time we No, got. I mean, it looked like Christmas, because it was snowing yep. right on Christmas. It was um, very pleasant. And then we went to see Avatar on the wheel. Uh, so, is that everything? That's everything. I think we get a long podcast there, one hour and 25 minutes. I've got the hiccups now. I can hear that. So, uh, thank you for listening to the podcast, uh, and happy holidays. If thank we, you very much for listening. We will see, We will speak to you again on Sunday. Sunday. Uh, this Sunday. You could probably, it'll no, be next Sunday. year. No, it will not. Oh, no, it'll be the day after. <laughs> it'll be the day after Christmas. The next weekend will be the day after yeah. New Year. So, uh, yeah, and then we'll be speaking to you. Are we going to compile our favorite five movies on DVD that we've watched this year? Yeah, we just have to go through what we've seen this year. Okay. Which is no problem. Just go to the podcast page. And Correct. Look at everyone that we did this year. Anyway, um, I want to thank you for listening. Happy holidays. Happy whatever your whatever holiday you is. Whatever you celebrate. And if you don't, don't celebrate a holiday, happy nothing. Happy nothing. <laughs> just normal day. Happy normal day. Happy nothing. But you know what? Don't be a prick. And don't make everybody else feel miserable just because you don't do what they do. Well, if you don't celebrate anything, you have no reason to. Yeah, but I'm saying don't make other people feel miserable because you think they're stupid for celebrating something. That's not fair. Right. Maybe you're the miserable, stupid one. Well, what I'm saying is some people celebrate their Christmas in January. Um, some religions, right? I don't think every religion has a Christmas. Not Christmas, but equivalent <laughs> a holidays. Cel- a celebratory yeah, thing? Yeah. Don't know. Holidays. I'm just saying, don't be miserable. I know, I know. It's 
I know. Maybe you shouldn't delve into the religious thing because maybe if you no, don't. No, this know, isn't religious, okay. but I know Japan. Some. They have no. And China have different. Mm-hmm. Schedules for holidays, like their New Year is like in a. a different it's not really their New Year though. It's celebrations, holidays, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah. not like it's already 2011. No, no, <laughs> no. That's not what I mean. So um, I want to remind you about our website, sayscully.com, sidtalk.com. You can catch us both on Twitter. I'm at a scully, and you're at sidtalk. Uh, you can catch us on Xbox Live, Facebook. YouTube mini reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I think your last one was Chasing Amy that I saw up there, and they now yeah. And I started the other one. I was almost done. And then you came in, and I got that thing where like you can't pee in front of other people, and I had to stop. Stage fright. It's not stage fright. It's just like you're invading my space. Um, I can't perform. No, there you go. So um, you can also get this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, iTunes Music Store, or the RSS feed. Just go to aschoolie.com, click the word podcast. Listen to it on the page. Listen to all 101 episodes. I guess I'm saying thanks for nominating us and and helping us to not win any sort of podcast or internet awards. Yeah, because we don't care. (laughs) So funny. We watched the guy talking about his... And it was like, I hadn't heard of anything he was talking about. Who's even heard of that award? And it's like, I don't even understand what's the... what. Seriously, it's like, I mean... Awards things start somewhere, but it just seems yeah. like, what? But I'm watching an awards, an internet award show, thinking, I don't know any of these sites. I don't even know what this award is, <laughs> or who is giving this award. It could be me. I Does could it just, mean anything? I could just give an award, couldn't I? I'm going to give this blue mouse to the best website ever. It's kind of like what we do every week. Like, if we say our top five movies, that's our opinion of the top... Was yeah, but I mean, if this anything. is an award that you're supposed to... And if you're the website that wins it, you get the little trophy and you're excited. And do you put a like, lit thing on your deal or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah. just know. a funny topic. I don't know. So, uh, you know, will, is, will there ever be, like, a credible, like, a... I don't know why there wouldn't be for podcasts and web show, webcasts. Or websites. Because, I mean, it's no different than TV and movies and whatnot. It's I entertainment. Mean, it's like yeah, radio. Yeah, it's so different than radio. Yeah, yeah. And completely. But know. to put together, it's kind of like Spike TV, which is like the shithole of television. They make an award show. And Whatever they say, it doesn't mean anything. In fact, if they give you an award, maybe you should think about what you're doing. Because yeah, it's like the award why do is they like, care so much? When you watch like the Spike TV video game awards, for instance... <laughs> It's basically just a marketing two yeah. hours. Here's the Gatorade Award mar- for the best whatever. Here's but the it's Pepsi two hours award. of marketing. It's like, um, you know, here's the games that are coming out. You can yeah. buy these soon. Hey, look, here's a person that made a game that you can buy. That's Maybe what that's it is. what the Academy Awards are then, too. Just a big ad for the movies. Yeah. But we're brainwashed into not thinking I, that. I don't know. It just feels different. Like, it doesn't feel like anybody... Spike, like the shit. <laughs> it's like the asshole of TV even. I am a woman and it's for men, so maybe I, I'm biased. Some people, it's probably their favorite channel. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so, yeah, uh, you can email feedback to me, aschoolyaschoolyaschoolyaschool.com. Don't email SidTalk at SidTalkIHateYouAll.com. Particularly about my Spike TV comments. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Spike TV, don't email us because we don't care about you. <laughs> um, Unless you want to pay for our house and stuff. We'll still I talk bad about you. I want to say, stay classy, um, Santa Claus. Um, nice. And happy non-denominational holiday. Happy non-denominational life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> happy, just have a, have a good day every day. And I'm going to say, think for yourself, people. If you don't do it, somebody's going to do it for you. I don't want a lot for Christmas.
tree. I-